It's beautiful to be here this morning. I'm glad that you're here with us. If you are online and you are watching or listening, we are First Baptist Church of Welcome. Welcome, Maryland, and I'm Pastor Mark. Glad that you're with us this morning. We are in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 41 through 47, are our focal verse, this is our focal verse this morning. I just want to take a second real quick to, uh, are we blessed to have Lisa playing the piano here? Now, I know, I know you don't like it, but you know, I don't like it when they bring me out of here. So, so can we give Lisa a hand? You know, otherwise, you know, we'd be using canned music and have you ever used canned music? Sometimes it's so hard to follow. So we got... Music by Lisa. So much better than a can. <laughs> I'm going to get her t-shirt. She says, not a can. <clears throat> anyway, let's start off by reading our focal passage of Scripture in Acts chapter 2, verses 41 through 47. <laughs> God's word says, Then they were, then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were done by the, by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and all had things uh, common. And sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and in breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. If, uh, you know, that, that's, we're talking about the early church, the beginning uh, of uh, Jesus' church in, in our time, you know, the, the time uh, for us to be Christians, the time for us to, to have a place and, and following to go. And with the impending baptism, it, it, you know, and, and of course, whenever I talk about discipleship, the first person that comes to my mind is Leah, because that's, you know, that's what she's doing down there in, in Guatemala. That's what's been on her heart ever since she was yay big. And, um, and I think that we as a church not only here, but universal, I think we play at discipleship. I don't think that we do discipleship. I think we like the idea of it. I think that, 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 we, that, that we toy with it, you know, that it's, it's part of what we are, you know, and we like that, you know, that being part of, of, of who our Christian identity is. But I don't think we grab it. 
I don't think we hold on to it. I don't think that, that we, we invest in it. And that's part of what we're supposed to do as, as Christ's church, right? And we, and we know that, that, that that's what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to be making disciples. We're supposed to be disciples. We are supposed to be full on for Jesus, right? And Jesus himself, he's the one who gave us those marching orders. If we decide, if we made that commitment to come out and be a Christian and accept Christ, not only here, but making that 18-inch journey to our hearts, then this is what we're supposed to do. And it tells us in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, we call it the Great Commission, right? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. That's Jesus telling his disciples when he was going up, right? And they pass it on to us. It's for all of us. From then on, for us to do. We're commanded to make disciples, not only be disciples, but to make disciples. And that's a two-part process. The first thing we have to do is we have to introduce people to Christ. And then we baptize them, right? And the second part is, is that, is, is, of that was to teach them to observe everything that Jesus has taught. Everything that, that he commanded. And we just, just, we just make that one big old muddle mess because we just pick and choose like a buffet what we want to do, right, as a Christian. Hey, I don't really want to do that. That's not my thing. So I'm going to do something else. You know, I'll, I'll do more of this and less of that. You ever do that? You know, that's like, like some of us do with recipes. You know, I don't like oregano that much, so I'm just going to put a pinch of that, but I'm going to put a little bit more of this. I mean, that's, that's what we do. But that's not what it says here. Right? It says, Jesus says, teaching them to observe all things, all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Not just some of the things, all things. So, I got three things I want to talk about real quick this morning. First is I want to have discipleship defined, it's really easy. We make it difficult, again, because we pick and choose. A fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ is a disciple. Let me repeat that. A fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. How many of the people that sit in pews every week are fully devoted? followers of Christ are you a fully devoted follower of Christ are you just playing at it are you just doing it coming on a Sunday morning because you could get your your ticket punched and say I go to church every Sunday so I'm good because church is going to save me no it's not now there are times when when we're we got so much going on in life that we're not really fully devoted are we 
We get, we get pulled off here, pulled off there. Maybe we're just not feeling good. And we're dealing with that. To which I tell you, that's when you should be fully devoted to Christ. It's when things are, are going south, when the world is going crazy, when your world is going crazy. That's when you should be more in tune. The word disciple is used over 250 times in the New Testament. Now, the word is only used in the Gospels and in the book of Acts. Did you know that? The only place, 250 times, that it's used in those books in the New Testament. In Acts chapter 11, verse 26, the disciples, they were called Christians first at Antioch. You know, the, the, the name Christian was given to the, to the disciples through Paul and Barnabas. And you have to know that, that, that it was inspired by the Holy Spirit, right? That's where it came from. The Holy Spirit led those people to call themselves the Christians, followers of Christ. And when they had found him, he brought unto, un, him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year that they assembled themselves in the church and taught uh, much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. They stayed there for a year. They taught. See, that's what discipleship is. It's teaching. It's training. It's developing. And then it's releasing of Christians. How many churches are doing that today? How many offer classes or opportunities to serve or ways to go to be a disciple to train to teach to develop and then to let those people go to send them out into the world making disciples making disciples why do we make it so difficult It isn't. It really isn't. If you love Christ, if you are full on for Jesus, there should be no reason that you're not telling people, that you're not bringing them into the fold, that you're not bringing them into that discipling arm of yours. And see, God puts those people in your life every day. Every day you're around people, right? I mean, there isn't anybody in here that is a recluse. Because if you're a recluse, you wouldn't be here, right? <laughs> There's nobody here that, that locks themselves away. There are some that I know that would like to lock themselves away and never have to deal with the person ever again. However... I'm not mentioning names. But you don't. You're here. And that's what God has called us to do. Jesus has called us to be a disciple. And there, there are certain things that, that mark a disciple, that, that, that show discipleship. 
In John 13, 35, By this shall all men know that ye are my, me, my disciples, if you love one to another. you got to love each other. Even when you're unlovable. We talked about this several weeks ago, right? It's not easy. It isn't always easy to love people. But that's not what, there are no qualifications in, in what, what the, the word says. Jesus said, by this, everyone's going to know that you belong to me because you love everybody. Right? No qualifications. You've got to love everybody. That's how people are going to know. Do you know anybody like that? How many Christians do you know that you can look at and you can tell? In their conversation, you can feel the love that comes from them. There are. There are people that, that, that always have that love in their heart. The second thing, the other thing that you got to do is you got to love Jesus. Luke 14, 26. If any man come to me and hate not his father and his mother and his wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, even his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. you got to love him more than anybody. More than yourself. Right? How many of you love Jesus more than yourself? Really? That's a tough question, isn't it? That's, that, that's where we really got to get deep with ourselves. We got to love Jesus. That's, a, that's a, a sign of discipleship. That's something for us to teach, to pass on to others. That we also have to be like Christ. Matthew 10, verse 25. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? In other words, people know that we're Christians, right? We're followers of Christ. We're called Christians because of, of, of our following of Christ. If we are not disciples and we're just using the name, then that's false advertising, isn't it? We're a fraud. It's not right. It's like putting a pig in lipstick. Right? It's not right. We got to be like Jesus all the time. And that's not easy. It isn't, is it? It's not easy to be like Christ. And we also have to have a commitment. Luke 14, 27. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. In other words, you've got to do the work. You have to do what we were supposed to do as disciples. You've got to take your burdens and you've got to take everybody else's. You've got to stop worrying about yourself. And start taking care of others. Again, you go up, put gas in a vehicle, you go to the grocery store, which is worse now than putting gas in the car, right? It's tough to look at somebody else and go, okay, I'm going to give you half my basket. 
Isn't it? Of course it is. Because we're thinking with our head, not our heart. We're putting ourselves instead of putting Christ first. We have to have the commitment to follow Christ, to be like Christ, to love Jesus. Then we also have to care like Christ. Luke 6, 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. In other words, what you put out, what you give, you're going to get back, and you're going to get back more. We don't believe that, but don't we, do we? Because if we did, we would be given a whole lot more, right? We would be giving of ourselves more. We would be giving more love. We would be giving you know, more Jesus to other people because that means we would be getting more back. But we don't do that. Because most of us are just Sunday morning Christians. And it's not a judgment on anybody. It's just a fact. My job is to give you information. My job is to to make a disciple out of you. We're to care. We're to care for other people. What does caring mean? That means you talk to them, right? You don't avoid people. You know what I'm talking about. You look on your caller ID, your phone's ringing, you go, oh, I really don't want to talk to that person. I know, I know that if I, if I push ignore that they're going to know that I hung up on them, so they know. So I've got to sit here and watch, look at their name the whole time while I don't want to talk to them. The whole time it's on there, and I, then I start to feel guilty. You know what I'm talking about. How many did this week? <laughs> We got to care. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter how unlovable they are. We're supposed to care. Jesus never turned anybody down. He never turned anybody around. He ne- never took and put people down other than the Pharisees, and that's because they wouldn't listen to him, right? we got to care. But we also have to stay connected. John 15, 4. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. That is so true. We cannot do a discipleship life without being connected to Christ. There's no way. We can't do it on our own. Because then you're just being a disciple of yourself, right? You're being a disciple of what you believe, what you want, what you want to see propagated outside instead of what you want to see Jesus 
through you being shown, being that fruit. The only way that we can be good Christians, good disciples, is if we stay connected. We stay connected how? Through his word, through his prayer, through our fellowship. Right? And we do all of that, those, just those three things. If we do that with an open heart, an open mind for Christ, things are going to go gangbusters. Things are going to go wonderful because you're going to get filled up with the Holy Spirit. You're going to feel Jesus in your life and you're going to want to share that. But the only ha- that only happens when we do those things together. So that's the definition of discipleship. But what's the purpose of discipleship? The purpose is to help believers become fully devoted followers of Jesus. That's easy, right? Makes sense. And Jesus reforms our life. We come into church. We, we have a Christian mental attitude. But we're lukewarm. We're not full on. But if we let Jesus come into our lives all the way, he transforms us, doesn't he? 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. That means we're changed, right? Amen? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Don't you all want to be new? Don't you want to, to feel that newness that Christ brings? Don't you think that other people need that out there? We absolutely do, and they do too. Jesus transforms our lives. 2 Corinthians 3.18 tells us, But we all with open face beholding as in a glass of glory of the Lord are charged into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. In other words, when we look into a mirror, right? Then we can see Christ in ourselves. Do you do that? No, we probably don't, right? Because we probably just look at our faults. We just look at ourselves and we see what, what we're not as opposed to saying what we are. That's, that's the human nature, I think, is, you know, we just don't want to be content. Oh, we do want to be content. It's just not with what we got, right? And so we look at ourselves and we, and we see everything that's wrong with us. Instead of Jesus looking at us and going, this is what I see, what's right with you? What's right with you? If you've got Christ in your heart, if he's in your life, then there is something right with you. you got the best thing. And he gives us the opportunity to build that up. 
Because I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, when you stand before him on your own, and if you have him for real, if you are full on for Jesus, he's not going to see any of that stuff. He's going to see what you did for him, for the kingdom. Is that amen or what? So that's the purpose of discipleship is so that we can change that we might be able to help others change. To become better and better and better. Bigger and bigger and bigger. Followers of Christ. Disciples of Christ. Are you checking off blocks? If you're missing them, it's okay. Because this walk is always forever. It's always continuing. We're always supposed to get better. Which brings us to our last point, the benefits of discipleship. I mean, there's a million of them, right? They're, they're, I mean, what's, what isn't a benefit of, of, of being a disciple of, of Christ? The biggest most obvious is that discipleship causes us to grow into the image of Christ. Discipleship causes us to grow into the image of Christ. That's what we're supposed to be to the world out there, to each other. When our worlds are falling apart, you can, you can turn to somebody else in this church. And you see the image of Christ because you're struggling. And they're there for you because God has placed them in your life. Do you want to grow into the image of Christ? Because if that's a question mark for you, then, then, then we need to talk about your discipleship. Not your judgment. But let us help you grow. And discipleship also makes us rock solid in God. It makes us stable. It makes us strong. It teaches us that our hope in our help is in the Lord. That our footing is, is strong. That we're not going to slip. And if we do slip, we're not going all the way under because we got Christ. Right? You know, discipleship is tough. But just like the front of your bulletin, our lives are kind of like that. It's kind of a stormy sea most of the time, right? And we see that light, the light of Christ in that storm. And this is one of my favorite pictures 
pieces of artwork is this. As a matter of fact, I have it in my office um, with, with the, the hands of God, the hands of Christ behind that lighthouse in the storms of life, in the calms of life. That we can continue to follow him because of that. But here's the thing. If we're in the image of Christ, if we are true disciples of Christ, we're going to be that same lighthouse to somebody else with Christ shining through us to them. Not our, not our glory, his glory. I don't think we realize that. I think we lose that. I think we let life beat us down to the point that we don't. And so it affects our discipleship. It affects our ability to make disciples. And so we have to recommit to a lifestyle of learning, a lifestyle of becoming more and more like Jesus. Don't we? And it doesn't stop. Because Jesus was perfect and we're not, right? So that means that we're going to keep on trying and keep on trying and keep on trying. And we'll get it right when we're standing in front of him, amen? So let's do that. Let's be disciples making disciples. Because this world needs it right now. Let's pray. Father, it is indeed an issue for, for your church in this culture today, maybe in all of humankind's culture. It always has been. I guess it has because you knew that we were going to need a Savior since the beginning of time, since the, begin of, the beginning of mankind. I mean, that's why Jesus came. And Lord, as we each battle with our own lives and, and the things of this world, I pray that our hearts become more like you. That we want to become a disciple, that we want to become a real disciple. We want to follow you. We want to, to be more like you and be that light. We're thankful, Father, that you have given us your word. We're thankful that you've given us each other in this church. And Lord, I pray that our hearts open wide to the thought of being disciples the thought of us making disciples and Lord for all those things that it takes for us to glorify you to honor and praise you we thank you Father for your love and your grace and your mercy that sent your son Jesus to this uh, to this ball of dirt that he would be our sacrificial lamb that he would die on that cross 
and on his death, our sins washed away. And on his resurrection three days later, death is defeated for him and for us that we might be with you forever. You gave us that. Jesus, thank you for stretching out your arms on that cross with each of us on your mind. Father, bless each man, woman, and child here today. Give them safety until we meet again. Bless their lives. Bless all they, those that they come in contact to, Father. We love you, honor, and praise your holy name. In that name, the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. All God's children said, amen. Have an opportunity. If there's a question in your heart, if you've never accepted Jesus, you thought that you did, even if you've been coming to church all these years, but, but you, you, you're, you have no fruit. Nobody can tell, tell that, that you're a, a Christian. Then <laughs> maybe it's okay. Come forward and accept Christ right now. Because just because you call yourself a Christian, a follower of Christ, a disciple, if you didn't do it here, if you don't believe at all, then you're not saved. got to come to Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Do it now. Thank you, Jesus, right? Thank you, Jesus, that we don't have to do and become something before we come to Him, right? All we got to do is give ourselves. Give ourselves. And that's how we become disciples. By giving ourselves to Him completely. And so that's your challenge this week. Another is self-evaluation. Are you really a disciple of Christ? Are you really a follower of Christ? Do you want to be here? Do you want to be in heaven? Do you want to bring others with you? Because that's what a disciple is supposed to do. We're supposed to feed other people so that they can come and they can bring others and they can bring others. It's a pyramid scheme. Right? It's a Think about it. It's a pyramid scheme. You get to go to heaven and you're bringing everybody with you. Now, you're not getting any money for it. But you are getting a little credit with God because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right? That's it. So can you do that this week? Can you be honest with yourself? Honest with your walk? Are you really a disciple? Now, in the coming weeks, maybe a month or so, we're going to have a program for discipleship. I haven't decided what night is going to be. We're going to give you an opportunity to come and just little tidbits. It won't be a, you know, a long thing. It'll just be an opportunity for you to come out and to learn. 
if that's what you want to do. If you want to do what it is that Christ has commanded us to do. Keep that on your radar. You know I love you. If you need anything, I'm here for you. God bless you.